Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? This inaugural season of the Not So Native Podcast is brought to you by MLR Professional Tax and Accounting Service, your full-service tax and accounting business. Located at 2440 North Litchfield Road, Suite 208, Goodyear, Arizona. You can reach them at 623-505-7141 or MLRProTaxService.com. Tax season is right around the corner. It's never too early to talk to a tax pro. Call, click, or come by 623-505-7141 or MLRProTaxService.com. We are at the Avondale, Arizona racetrack known as ISM here in Zoomtown, USA. And we are here with our friend Greg Frescas. Yeah with the track and Greg uh, tell us exactly what we're looking at here well we uh, we did some pace car rides a little bit earlier and right now we're parked outside of uh, what's the new turn one and turn two of course we flipped the start finish line from uh, what was the uh, middle of the front straightaway uh, to the exit of new turn four and right before the dog leg um, so we're overlooking from the hillside uh, the track right now so beautiful view absolutely absolutely what kind of I know that the track has put in about 180 million into renovations. That's right. Just, just less than that. It's 178 million dollars uh, over the last 21 months uh, in renovations, and basically everything, with the exception of the racing surface itself, uh, has been uh, transformed. Um, so that was the, the track, the, the surface itself, the asphalt had been redone uh, between 2010 and 11. Um, so now everything, grandstands, infield. Uh, suites, uh, lights, uh, midway, it's, it's a brand new experience. So they, they took out some of the spot there, what used to be the front straightaway is now the back straightaway. Correct. Uh, what would they do with all that area there? Okay, so that's uh, uh, high-end motor coaches. Uh, we call that the ridge line. Uh, so that's uh, a great place for, uh, for folks that used to be in the infield uh, to have a premier spot, uh, not just to camp, but to overlook the racing. Uh, so they used to do that from the infield and get on top of their motor coaches. Uh, now they can, I guess they can still get on top of the motor coach if they want, but they'll be looking down from, again, what they call the ridge line onto the, uh, to the, to the racetrack. So excellent place, great vantage point. And the key thing, a lot of people ask, they're a little bit confused as far as why that uh, uh, front straightaway or old front straightaway grandstands uh, are gone. And what we're really excited about is now the new grandstands between uh, the old turn one and two now it's uh, three and four uh, they sit up quite a bit higher than the old ones uh, they're not nearly as long from kind of the beginning to the end meaning like left to right if you will uh, but uh, there's shade in the afternoon uh, you basically have your back to the sun uh, as you overlook the track whereas uh, the old front straightaway you'd have your, your your face to the sun all day long which you know on a hot um, uh, Arizona day and that could be you know whatever March April November whatever time of year it is um, not nearly as nice as uh, taking in a race a day at the track with the, with the sun in your back absolutely absolutely what are the other infield changes some that you could tell us about 
Yeah, so for the fans, uh, basically a new pedestrian tunnel. Um, so it shortens the trip to get to the infield. But we have a new infield uh, experience. So it's called capital I-N, infield. Um, which with that pass, you have uh, access into uh, the garages. Uh, so there's a, a viewing area that's literally right inside the garage area that's eye-to-eye level with the race uh, uh, teams, the drivers, the mechanics. You can go through right through where uh, your favorite driver is. Uh, you can participate in uh, uh, the post-race celebrations in Gatorade Victory Lane, right up front and center uh, with, uh, with the race winner, um, right where the TV cameras are. Um, so it's a really, really cool experience uh, that pretty much brings the fans right into the action. I kind of describe it. It's not really part of our official talking points, but uh, I'll, I'll kind of point out to folks it's kind of like an outdoor mall, right? I mean, as far as you can come up an escalator, elevator, stairways, but you're right in the infield, and there's a there's a there's a walking area. But it's cool because, uh, for example, modern margarita. Uh, there's high tops. You can be sitting there having a margarita with your friends, watching the race on a big screen TV. And and there's the jumbotron, but there's also about 48 inch. Uh, screen TVs that both have the uh, the race and closed circuit TV but then also the timing and scoring on different monitors so you'll be able to sit there and watch the races uh, participate uh, you know as far as on your social media with your friends on Instagram Twitter uh, Facebook sharing out photos of, of what's going on because we have Wi-Fi throughout the facility um, in every seat uh, Wi-Fi capability um, so completely different experience uh, than, uh, than than folks had on the racetracks before. And while you're doing all that, you still get the beautiful rumble that people really come out to hear. Absolutely. Right <laughs> over your shoulder. You, know, you, can, you can walk up to the fence and watch the, the cars right there on the track. Uh, watch the pit stops uh, right there. Um, I mean, That's literally, amazing. Literally, uh, you know, a softball's throw away um, to where the action on the track is, is happening. So um, pretty exciting, all the changes. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful track and together really building a, an experience unique with the... Uh, the NASCAR circuit and such, not really a another experience like this really on any of the tracks here in the country, huh? Not really. I mean, for a while, uh, some of the tracks, uh, Vegas has what they call the Neon Garage, uh, so it was, it was a, a similar um, approach, uh, and it was done, you know, some, some time ago, uh, approximately 10 years ago, uh, that you'd overlook the garage area, so you'd look down uh, on the cars and the teams, uh, there'd be glass windows. Um, I kind of may, maybe not accurately call it an aquarium, but uh, you know you look into where the drivers are. Uh, Daytona has a similar experience, and, and, and while there are awesome, right? There, it's a, it's, an, it's a really cool experience. Not quite the same as actually being in the garage. Um, uh, you know, not exactly shoulder to shoulder, but but literally uh, you're in the garage with the team. So uh, very cool experience. Uh, Richmond just unveiled something very similar. Um, they just did a. $30 million renovation. This is almost $180, $178 million. So uh, not, not the exact same scale, but um, but it was it was really cool for, for me and some part of our team to go there uh, for that unveil uh, because in a, in a sense it was a, a dry run for us uh, to see what those changes look like, to see how the, uh, the industry uh, reacted and see how fans reacted. Uh, so we're really excited uh, to unveil those changes here. So this race that's coming up, the Can-Am 500, in November, is it November 9th, 10th, and 11th? Correct, yeah, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, that's going to be the unveiling for all of the NASCAR fans uh, effectively? That's right, that's right. So it'll be the uh, the first race, we're calling it opening weekend. Uh, we, we like the sound of that more than grand opening because uh, 
essentially, uh, you know, each year, uh, we, you know, as, 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 as we approach the uh, semifinal race, for us as Arizonans, as, as Phoenicians, uh, when we come out of the uh, uh, indoors through the summertime, it's nice to get out <laughs> and uh, experience uh, the outdoors again. So for us, it's, it's opening weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be the unveil of, of almost $180 million renovation. Again, it was 21 months in the making. Uh, we did a groundbreaking with Elio uh, Castroneves uh, from uh, uh, Penske, uh, one of the IndyCar drivers. We had him uh, not drive, but uh, had, had him at the helm of uh, an excavator where he literally <laughs> broke ground uh, in, in, in uh, I believe that was February of 17. Um, so they've been working on the track ever since. Uh, again, I may have mentioned it already, but uh, we had five races since then, three, Indi three uh, NASCAR races and two IndyCar races. It's, it's an exciting time to be out here at Zoomtown, USA. If we come to the racetrack, what should we expect? How do we get in? How do we get the tickets? Things like that. Uh, the best thing uh, is to buy tickets online, and that's ismraceway.com. Uh, I, I suggest our website over uh, just Googling it. Uh, you know, if you buy through a scalper, uh, you're not always guaranteed that you're actually getting, you know, they, they could be uh, counterfeit tickets, so we'd be... Uh, we suggest you buy from our website. Um, you know, as far as getting in and to and out of the facility, uh, it's pretty well marked uh, on the freeway as you're coming in. Uh, most people will be coming from the valley, from from, from Phoenix, uh, so they'll be driving west as they're going to, to LA. Um, some folks uh, think they know how to get to the track and, and they don't want to follow the signs. The signs actually take you west uh, past uh, the exits, um, which the main exits are Dysart, uh, Litchfield Road, but uh, the main exit uh, will be uh, Pebble Creek or Estrella Parkway. And the reason it's so far west is when you approach the track, all the turns are right-hand turns as you come into the track. That way it delays any uh, stop-and-go activity. It's uh, constant flow. So if you actually follow the signs to get to the track, that's the best thing uh, I can suggest doing. Uh, that way when you do get to the facility, everything's right turns. You're not having to turn left across traffic and having to stop. So it really flows well, both the ingress and egress. Uh, for the track is very, very, very well uh, planned and executed. Um, I, I do recommend coming early. Uh, it's not like going to a stick and ball sport where if you get there, you know, hour, hour and a half before, uh, you got plenty of time. Here, I recommend, you know, uh, for the races in the early afternoon, come on out at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. There's plenty to do all day long. Um, and, um, and something that I guarantee you'll have a, a, a time of your life out here. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, on the Not So Native podcast. Save all the left turns for the NASCAR drivers. Nothing but right turns to get in here. There you go. Right on. Right on. Now you uh, obviously with this substantial renovation and such here, you're also equipping it to be able to do more than just races, right? That's right. Uh, part of part of what we're looking to do is uh, more community facing events. Uh, so that would include festivals. For example, we've got a, a, a holiday lights festival that we're doing through December. Uh, that in years past we just weren't um, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a condition where we wanted to bring people out. Uh, now with the renovations, it'll be uh, you know second to none. Uh, we're really excited about uh, about those opportunities to partner with the community, doing other events like 10Ks, 5Ks, uh, Tough Mudder. Um, uh, beer festivals, those types of events. So we're really excited about those opportunities to uh, to, to host uh, uh, events and the community to come out and experience um, um, what is what it's like at ISM Raceway. Yeah, years past we we did do other events, but they were more um, 
you know, industry focused. Uh, they rent the track and do uh, commercials out here. Uh, DPS does uh, motorcycle training. Uh, we have uh, uh, the NASCAR driving experience. So there's uh, race car uh, experiences that come out. But now uh, we'll be able to do, we'll be able to expand that portfolio, so to speak. We've even had um, a local high school, uh, La Jolla, uh, ask about doing the prom out here. Um, so that's something that uh, I know they do. They've done at Daytona for a number of years. Um, I think that's uh, definitely unique to uh, to uh, you know the the, the, the experience uh, you know as far as growing up near a track. Um, but uh, we're excited to do those those types of events that we really hadn't done before. That's awesome. Have there been any changes besides getting rid of the back straightaway, moving the start finish line? Have there been any other changes to the track in and of itself? Or for those people who have come out before and, you know, they're not new to NASCAR, new to the race, uh, is there going to be anything with regards to those kind of changes? Well, I think it, it'll blow everybody away, uh, be it fan, uh, industry, drivers. Um, we, we did a, a Goodyear test not so long ago, and, and uh, Kyle Larson, um, uh, Denny Hamlin came out. And uh, to hear the comments from there... I think one of the first experiences you see is you drive over the bridge, uh, the Gila River, and you notice the back of the grandstands. You don't see them anymore. You see the, the, the front of the grandstands, you know, across the track facing you. Uh, you see the beautiful vista of the Estrella Mountains behind you. Uh, but no, basically everything is new. I mean, be, be it the LED lights, um, the asphalted, uh, completely the asphalted infield, uh, all the garages, the media center, uh, the medical center. Um, basically everything is, is, is brand new. So we're, we're really excited about it. Um, to the uh, uh, untrained eye, you know, I, I think. With regards to the population change here at the racetrack, you had some funny, funny analogies earlier in, in, our, in our time when we were doing the hot laps. Uh, tell us about what, what changes with regards to the population out here. Personally, I like to brag that, that we're the seventh largest city in the state. Uh, I don't know that it's 100% accurate, but uh, when I'm out here talking to media, uh, particularly a live TV shot, and you can, you can see uh, uh, the sea of humanity out here, uh, it definitely makes a, 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 an impact. Um, let's just pick a number and say it's between 85 and 100,000. If you were to look that up in your almanac or Google that, that might be actually be more like the 12th or 15th largest uh, city or town on the state. I, I don't know, but I, I stick to seven because it drives home the... Uh, the impact because I think the number one statement that I hear time and again from people is wow I never knew uh, and they can come out on, a, on an on-race weekend like this and take a look at the facility or come out you know on, on a Sunday of race weekend and, and most people's reaction that's never been an out before is, is wow I never knew um, but that um, that that camping that out that, that's out here uh, again I like to jokingly call that tailgating on steroids because it's um it's not your average uh two, three hours before a ball game type of tailgating. Folks are out here for Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, that's that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of tailgating. Uh, and it's a very, very um, friendly uh, and safe community that's out here. They come out year, year, year in a year, or rather year, year to year. Um, and that's that's where we get the nickname Zoomtown USA because it's a, it's a community unto itself. Some people camp beside each other over year after year after year, so they like yeah, move you, you in could, neighbors. Huh? You could have uh, you know literally a million dollar motor coach. Um, you'll probably see more more that are half a million dollar, but you'll see uh, some very 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 high end motor coaches, and they might be camping next to somebody that's in a tent. 
Uh, but uh, they're they're all a community. Uh, they look out for each other, um, and they, they like to uh, literally stay in the rows that they are from year to year, uh, because that's their uh, uh, I don't know if tribe is the right word, but uh, that that's the community <laughs> that they they like to come out and, and see each other year after year. I, I do a lot of media like live TV on on the, on the weekends, and I love to go out there and, and talk with them and, and hear their stories and and uh, hear hear why they like to come out to the races uh, year after year. Well, this has been an awesome experience for us. I know that we've done the hot laps this morning. You can go to notsonativepodcast.com and see different perspectives on the videos that we did. But also, just want to say thank you so very much, Greg. Absolutely. Uh, we've taken up a good portion of your morning this this Saturday morning, so appreciate you. and. And tell your family we said thank you as well. You're welcome. My pleasure to, to host you guys coming out. That's uh, oftentimes I get asked what's my favorite thing to do, and it's it's literally uh, things like this where I get to share uh, what I do uh, with uh, with a, the a larger community. Uh, I like to even appeal appeal to folks that might never even come out. Uh, if if it's a guy that lives across the street from you and he knows you come out to their races and you know how uh, fun and important it is. Um, that's that's why I like to speak to a larger audience and, and share with them really how fun it is uh, to come out here and, and uh, experience, uh, I call it the sight, the sound, the smells. Mm-hmm. It's, it's completely different than what you see on TV. Yep. Um, it, it's awesome literally just to be here looking over the track. Uh, but when uh, obviously when the, the, the races are going on, uh, that's cool. And of course, like we did today, uh, to be able to get out on the track and experience uh, what it's like to, to, to be at speed. Um, but again, for me to be able to share that with uh, your, 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 you and, and your listeners, that's what really makes me. Uh, that, that, that's what really makes me happy. Well, we are happy to have been out here at Zoomtown USA, ladies and gentlemen. Go and get your tickets for this upcoming race. There'll be another race in March, and uh, we hope to see you out here at the track. Thank you much. All right, thank you. Are you looking to make your next vacation remarkable? Call Ted Vershuren with Cruise Planners, an American Express travel representative, 1-800-590-4108, or visit tlccruisestoreandmore.com. From cruises to land tours and complete vacation packages, when you're thinking of vacations, think Ted with Cruise Planners, where all you have to do is pack. 1-800-590-4108, or visit tlccruisestoreandmore.com. Hey, this is Rob with Not So Native Podcast. I'm here with Daniel Suarez, NASCAR driver, uh, driving for Joe Gibbs Racing number 19 car. Is yep, that correct? That's correct. That's right. And uh, how long have you been in the racing business? Where do you come from? Tell us a little bit about who you are so people can get excited to watch you. Yeah, well, I came from, uh, I, I was born and raised in, in Mexico, in Monterrey, Mexico. Uh, I started racing when I was uh, 11 years old. 11? 11 years old. Actually, that's, that's young for regular people, but actually it's kind of late for, for, for racing people because uh, I have friends that I have been, uh, you know, starting in racing since they were five, six years old. So I was a little late, but... But I didn't know, I didn't know anything about racing, so and my father didn't know anything about racing either. So we just, we just got into racing just to have fun and and, and, and to spend some time together. And, oh, nice! And it turned out to be to be something that I really wanted to do, and I was pretty good at it. And 
We started winning races in Mexico and in the United States. We, we went to, to, to race to Europe as well a few times. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, a few years later, it was, it was something I really wanted to do. Uh, I got my opportunity in NASCAR later on when I was 17, 18 years old. And wow. uh, in the beginning, it was just racing in Mexico, ovals. And a couple of years later, I decided to move to the United States to try to try NASCAR here in the United States and uh, luckily things work out well and here we are. Here we are. Joe Gibbs Racing is a great team to be a part of too. So that's awesome. Great opportunity. What you're, you're, We're almost done with the season. We're in Phoenix. It's the second to the last track of the year. Saw that you won in Michigan. What, what's your favorite track to race on if we, if we make it get into that? Well, there is a lot of good racetracks uh, that I really enjoy a lot to go. Uh, obviously, one of them is, uh, is here in Phoenix. I really like Phoenix a lot. It's a very small, uh, it's, a, it's a very fast short track. Oh, yeah. uh, but California is very good as well, just because it's something different, very big. Uh, but Bristol and Dover are very good racetracks as well for me. I mean, there is just a lot of good racetracks out there. Absolutely. And, and it's very hard to pick just one. Uh, well, that's that's a, a very good answer. So do you think that uh, being being the first uh, Mexican race car driver, do you think that there's a lot of pressure on you, or do you feel a lot of support from your community from from the community? You know, I call it I call it different. I call it responsibility. Um, responsibility. There is a there is a lot of uh, Latin American people here in the United States that follow the sport, and, and obviously uh, now that I am in the in, in, in the sport, uh, they get to follow myself, and, and obviously it's a, it's a it's a good responsibility because most of the time. Uh, that I see a Mexican flag in the grandstands, I'm pretty sure who they are supporting. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, that feels pretty good, and, uh, and obviously uh, I like I like their support a lot. Nice, nice. Well, hey, I know that you've got a lot of things to do. We're here. We are here. That's Lorenzo Sierra, the uh, councilman from the city of Avondale. But we're here at Diego or Fuego's Bar and Grill. I know that you got a lot of things to do inside, so thank you very much for just taking this few minutes with me thank on the you. Not So Native podcast. Have a great day. Good luck tomorrow. Hope to see you getting higher up in the point standing. That'll be thank awesome. you. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com. I'll leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.